I had to figure out how to cook fucking squash by myself. I had to figure out how to cook vegetables and bring that into a meal myself. This wasn't something I grew. There ain't no vegetables in hamburger. I didn't grow up with this either. We had boxed food and frozen food. Like my mom does not cook. If it's not minute rice, she ain't touching it. Hello. What the fuck is up? Yo, I don't even know. Listen, if you guys are in our aforementioned area, you know that like we had like a hella nice weekend, and then everything crashed Sunday night. It's been if you're on our garbage. You're on our Instagram. There's pictures yeah. of us at the zoo, and it was sunny as fuck. It was sunny. It was hot. It was nice. Hold and up. It's like for one, if you're not on our Instagram. Uh, go there right fucking now <laughs> because you're we late to the party we haven't, I say we haven't plugged our social medias in a few weeks honestly go over so, there like, hop on Instagram look at our fun zoo photos yeah go on TikTok yeah all, do all just the all the things but anyways so it went from literally like 85 damn near 90 degrees on Saturday to oh, raining Sunday night wedding and this morning yes. I woke up to thunder and lightning and it just poured all day. <laughs> like it's garbage. It was like storming today. Yeah. Like, like actually storming. Like nonstop. I'm yo, over it. <laughs> it's yo, minus the alley the alligators walking around. It's almost Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because of the rain. And I mean it's not like cold cold, but it's not eighty, but it is like a loom a little bit humid. Like, at my work today, I had to open one of our bay doors, even though it was pouring that rain, because it was hot in that yeah. building. It's definitely been human. But that's because it's, like, 75 and 80. And then it's just, like, rain. Hover, like Moisture. a fucking... Yeah, it's like a fucking shield to fresh air. Yeah, it's gross. Nope. Again, another reason I'm never moving to Florida. Yeah, you don't want to hang out with Allie and the alligators while you're sweating together. I mean, alligators, yes. Sweating, no. Sweating no. with the alligators. Listen, I'm <laughs> a fan of the alligators. I just don't want to sweat. I like alligators, just not my yard. Hey, do you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? I'm not. I'm not having these dad jokes today. I'm not doing it. <laughs> no. One will see you later. The other one will see you after a while. I fucking hate. Uh, God. I don't know. Two different times I've told that joke this week. Yeah. This is the second time today. Oh my. Wait, wait. I read a really good one. One more. Last one. Promise. What is a kidnapper's favorite shoes? Um. (laughs) It's so good. I don't know. White vans. Oh my! That's <laughs> stop it. <laughs> that one's actually fucking terrible. Uh, Yo, I you're like do. that. You know that Geico commercial, or maybe it's not Geico. It definitely doesn't have a lizard in it. I don't know. I feel like I'm doing this podcast with a pirate right now. No, I it's got one eye. It was itching. Um, no, that commercial where they're trying to save you from turning into your parents. And oh, then he's, uh, like, single file, and he's, he's like, long? Gerald, they don't even stand in line. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. 
and one reversed in the elevator telling a dad joke like we're all faced the other way <laughs> oh man oh Listen, whatever it is what it is anyways so last week i what are you doing i wish you guys could see what i'm witnessing right now <laughs> I was feeling my chest because I breastfeed, so I was like, my boobs are kind of hurting, <laughs> so I felt <laughs> Listen, that's a symptom of getting my birth control taken out. That's where I was going. It's hurting? Yeah. Maybe I was. 10 so, out of 10, what I recommend? I've been looking into getting it removed, mm-hmm. and I feel like all of the quote-unquote science data is not my oh, experience. Okay. Like, the science data on having the birth control has not been my experience. <laughs> So, like, getting it taken out, it's like, oh, it's not that bad, and everything's fine. I said, I feel like no. So, I've been going down these TikTok rabbit holes. <laughs> That's where you fucked up. terrified to get this thing out of my body. Well, okay, what makes you more terrified to get it out than terrified keeping it in? Because, like, that should be your fear. The insane hormonal imbalance that fucks with your mental health. Yeah, because you, it's like fucking with your head. Remember, we had this whole conversation. That's getting about, it taken out. No, that's it, having like, it. You just don't know people. yet. That's what I'm saying. You there, just don't know so it's happening. There's a girl who got her IUD taken out and destroyed her entire life. Yeah. Because her hormones were so imbalanced after it was removed that she was making all of these rash decisions that she now realizes were the worst mistakes of her life. All because of this hormone imbalance. But it's not because she got it taken out. It's because she got it in the first place. Okay, well, I can't avoid the fact that it's in. But that's what I'm saying. So you were young, you got it, and then how long, how many years have you had it? Six I've years? had nine. No, okay, exactly my point. You've had it in for almost a decade now. So your hormones have been basically like supplemented. Right, my body's not creating these hormones anymore. Right. So- and that's the problem is that people aren't making them. And it can cause like a... They called it like a mini menopause mm-hmm. that can happen. Or mm-hmm. you just bleed for like six months. Yeah, because your body has to get back to normal because yeah, you're not I'm having that terrified. disgusting shit in there. I already am not doing well. But you either my mental to, health. Excuse me, but you have to get it out and get it replaced or you have to get it out. I mean, yeah, it expired but the fact two that, years ago. Right. I was like, but the fact that it's expired, the fact that you know eventually you want kids regardless of how, and you've already thought right. about taking your birth control out for your mental health exactly already. Ready, like spiraling for the whole week like just take it out just prep your week that you're gonna like recover essentially like from the pain part not like the mental health part right but really um just like drink water make sure you have like a not stressed week because you'll have other things to worry about make sure mm-hmm. you're taking the vitamins you do take you know what i'm saying like, right just prep yourself. Well, that's one the, thing too. To be able to cry in bed for seven days straight. Is I am going to get on a new vitamin regimen because that was one thing that one person said that really helped them was mm-hmm. taking in the extra supplements so that they felt good physically. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing that I am going to start doing more of. I take a handful of vitamins, but most vitamins you just pee out. Yeah. But I've been looking into, like, the Ritual brand that we've talked about mm-hmm. and doing though. I think I'm going to order those. You know, I also I'm... thought about just waiting till the end of the summer to do it so that I'm not, like, a complete wreck all summer. To be honest, I don't think you're going to be a complete wreck. 
I'm I was I was sitting there thinking about like what my experience was like being off of birth control because I was on it from 15 to 24 oh yeah Right, so also nine, nine years. years. Yeah, and it was rough, but it wasn't rough all at once. It wasn't every single thought of every single day of yeah. every single, you know, I would just be in bed at night. That's just like watching a show and something would remind me of something. And then instead of being like, oh, that was a sad time, it would be like a complete breakdown. Right. I already have those breakdowns. I've cried twice since I've been home from work. But I'm saying it's just like those. It's not like an everyday, like, while you're busy, while you're preoccupied. It's not going to take over those moments and change your... No, but, like, am I going to snap at people at work? Like, I don't know. Well, you have to expect to be more irritable. Right. And a little bit more fatigued because... Already irritable and fatigued. I mean, it's withdrawals. (laughs) At the right, end of the that's day. what people were like oh it's a crash and it's like no your body was dependent on those hormones yeah it is withdraw yeah so the same experience that you had with the sleep aid oh, recently God. obviously it's yeah. something that's not your life doesn't depend on how you handle the day your life depends on sleep right so it doesn't impact it in the same way but it's the same feeling of your body not having something it needs right so there will be a huge curve for your body and like you will have your period again that's gonna be a fucking wreck speaking of that i've also been looking into like the period underwear Mm -hmm. because i don't i don't like tampons i've never liked tampons i don't like the idea of there being a foreign body in my body for Mm -hmm. extended hours i don't like it regardless of it being the organic cotton or this that the other thing there's so many bad things about it right it's still a foreign object that went through a warehouse and is on a shelf manufactured yeah yeah so like that whole i don't like that it terrifies me i've never liked it the good thing about you doing that now though is that there is other alternatives Right, there's way more alternatives. There's now. the underwear. They have the depend. They're not like depends, but they're like pad underwear. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. I had them when I was uh after I gave birth. Mm-hmm. I didn't end up using them for after I gave birth because I had a C-section, but I did use them for my periods following. Yeah, because you don't have a period when you're pregnant either. So right. after I had my you son, just bleed for like a month. I, fucking Niagara Falls down there. Right. But those were really well and they were a lot more comfortable and I wasn't so worth stressed about like putting stuff in my body. Yeah. The diva cups are really good. See, that also is just like it's plastic in your body. I just don't like the I mean, idea of putting something inside my body. Then you don't have to. That's a good part. So, but I've been researching. I did find a brand that is the oldest manufacturer of period underwear. Mm-hmm. And they are rated the best. They are very expensive. But I found out that I can though. use, right? But oh, I, yeah, watching. yeah, yeah. But I can use my HSA for them. Oh, sick! So like, I think they have a ten pack for like two hundred and fifty bucks. Sick. But like, I've got all this money in my HSA, so I'm not really spending it, and I'll have them forever. Ever, yeah. And sick. they, one of them, because they have like different like flows basically, mm-hmm. and their heavy flow 
one pair can hold up to the same liquid as 10 tampons. That's bizarre to think about. Right. But realistically, when you look up how much you bleed, we don't bleed that much. Uh, I was when so when I had my period, uh-huh. the first three days, because it was a five day every time, no matter what, mm-hmm. the first three days were insane. But was it because of how we were, you were taking care of it? Not the overall, because the average on how much a woman bleeds, I'm going to look it up right now. How much is an average? Because like the day one to the last time I had one, the first three days of every period were insanely heavy. Okay, so it says, <clears throat> usually menstrual bleeding lasts up to four or five days, and the amount of blood lost is small, two to three tablespoons. That's the average. Yeah, and I feel like I was much further ahead of that. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, there is a window that's obviously more, but mm-hmm. if you were to stand there with a cup for five days, it would be, like, less than a quarter. It is a very small amount. The reason I, I mean it is like this right, yeah, is because I started free bleeding when I was at home uh-huh. because it creates your body to do it naturally. You know, you're not doing anything. Your body's not stressed with anything compressing it or smothering it or being inside right. of it, so on and so forth. So I would just sit at home on a towel and like if I'm watching a show, how often do I get up? You know, right? And you just boop 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 dry up yeah. and then go about your business it's not like it's gonna be like a niagara falls all over my house right. and that cut my periods in half for the amount that i physically saw and for the amount of time that i actually had my period really yeah and i would as small as a hand like a wash yeah it would see be- that's i mean going back to the period underwear it's just like wearing a pair of underwear it's not any mm-hmm. different so yeah, i love that love that because my periods were awful. Awful. I mean, periods are pretty fucking bad. Right, but like but everybody I... that I talked to, mine mm-hmm. was like a 10 and there was like a 6 on a bad day. And I was like, cool, we're different. Let's just hope that because it's been 10 years, your body just like restarts. And then... Yeah, I used to get the just worst have like fucking cramps. A moderate period. That'd be nice. I would love to have like a three-day period and be done. I know. What, what a election. dream. The free blade thing might help though. Because mine yeah. went from like a solid 5.6 to a solid 3.4. We're on a heavy week. Mm. Let me think though. Have you ever thought your irregular or high spikes in your emotions aren't just because you're on birth control the ones you have now the reason you've cried two times today it's been this way my whole life since i was a child but you've been on birth control you can wear your emotions on your sleeve as a person but maybe they're just heightened because you've been on birth control i mean definitely when i was on the pill I was very hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Like in a split second. 
How long consistently have you been on birth control, though? Nine years with the one you have in, and then how long before that? I was on the pill for a year, but then I had a year in between the oh, pill and the, and the IUD. So I was on the pill for a year. I hated it. Took a year off, and mm. then got the IUD. And I've had this IUD in for nine years. Hmm. I mean, your sign is spicy, so you're spicy, but maybe it's just heightening your spiciness but you'd consider it to be normal because it is normal now because it's been i mean so that's long. true right so instead of making it worse it might make it worse all of a sudden because it's like mm-hmm. the withdrawal well, having it and but the, the overall too. being able to manage your own feelings with might be better being, and with being on the anxiety medication that i'm already on mm-hmm. that actually might help to even things out also like when you initially stop yeah your yeah, because a good. lot of people said that they felt better almost immediately when it was removed, mm-hmm. but within a few days, they call it like the IUD crash, mm-hmm. and where everything in your body just like shuts down because it doesn't know what to do because it's not creating hormones. Yeah, I had the when I took mine out, I kind of had the same thing where, and they say that like when they took mine out, they said mm-hmm. you know this is still in your body for a couple days. Obviously, it doesn't stop you from getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. But the chemicals, it does take a few days to flow through right. all out of your system. Da, da, da. And I didn't realize how much it was affecting me until I got it done. Because I didn't, I was that bitch that like never cried, never right. had emotions. I was just like a wall all the time. We and talked I was, about like, how black your soul was. This is just very understrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got my birth control out. And I went through a huge phase of like, why am now I crying, this bitch all be crying all the time? Yeah, like, why am I feeling all these feelings? And now that I'm quite far along, I'm almost three years past or two and right. a half years and You're had a kid past. <laughs> yeah, my hormones are crazy, but for different reasons, you know? Right. So oh, I'm excited to terrifying. see you off of it. I've just been like going like the other night I couldn't sleep. So I was like, and I was just scrolling for hours of these like horror stories. Look at horror stories the other way. Look at horror stories on. Well, that's the, that's what, what I having first, birth control. So that's what I was first looking up was like the before and afters. Mm-hmm. Because like when you look up birth control and weight gain, it's like oh, only five percent of people experience moderate weight gain. Go on fucking TikTok and Instagram. Because it is not like 5%. I feel like it's every other girl. And there's a doctor on there that says, like, the science tells us this, but we've also only done studies on X amount of people and X amount of groups. So, mm-hmm. like, this is what the science is saying. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what's happening. And, like, if you look at some of these before and afters, it's wild. Like pictures of people? Yeah, like before they were on birth control and after they were on birth control. I can only imagine even on the, just the food part of it, is when you're on birth control, it fucks you up. Yeah. So when you're going through all these irregular things, food it, food brings comfort to anybody. Mm-hmm. So not only, yes, it promotes weight gain, that I believe, but it also gives you that impulse to just consume more food because for me 
it made me feel like I was on my period. Like I was having period symptoms all the time. Right. Like you were like I had cravings pit. all the time. I wanted to have chocolate every five minutes. I wanted, you know, those like things that I would like crave. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't crave them while bleeding, while having cramps, while being on the couch crying. But I right. would have them every single day throughout the day. I would just have random cravings. I would yeah want things like irregularly like it was kind of like missing see that was like when I was in my early 20s before I got on birth control Mm -hmm. when I was on my period I was never full Mm -hmm. I could eat from sunup to sundown and still be starving (laughs) but that was only on my period and then the rest of the week I would have like a rock star for the week and you know be full for the week (sighs) And now I'm like, if I don't have breakfast by 9.30, like, my body is eating itself from the out- in- from the inside. That's because you're on a good schedule. I also have to eat breakfast. I do think that it is connected, though. Oh, 100%. Like, there's no way that even if they say nothing in birth control makes you gain weight. No, but it does something to your fucking brain. That's making right. you have right. to have more food that has to and like part of it is, is that, that the thing. hormones that it creates mimic pregnancy hormones i know that that's what i'm saying right it gives you all these crazy so your body's like we need and... to build we need to ingest more we need to have a mm-hmm. higher yeah but i mean i'm gonna do it i just think i'm gonna wait until after the summer just because we've got i feel like we have so much stuff happening this summer I have a new baby showing up. Like, I just don't want to be miserable while all these good things are happening. You know? I disagree. I think I you should do, do it sooner. I know you do. You'd be like, let's go tomorrow. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because you'll be more present once you have it out. Your feelings you'll be more present with, your your just self and being there will be you more just present. Cut out. I didn't hear anything you said. I'm just saying you'll can you hear me now? Yeah. It I'm cut out saying, after you said feelings. Oh, I'm just saying you'll be there and be more present, like with your feelings, with just taking just being more sure of yourself. I yeah. feel you'll enjoy that a lot more than you will waiting and then having to go through that initial when it's winter time because seasonal depression starts i'm already depressed yeah so i think you should do it when the sun's out when you're busy when you're doing stuff to keep your mind off of it instead of just sitting there and sulking because it's fucking storming every single day i know and i feel like the more i think about it i'm just gonna psych myself out and not do it at all i agree because i also need to stop looking things up on the internet because it's terrifying me yeah, we also need to talk. I said I've been watching all this stuff. Now I feel like I can feel my IUD. <laughs> Stop. That's what I'm saying. Make an appointment and just do it. Just rip off the fucking band aid and just be done with it. I'm also gonna hurt when I do. I would be more scared of that than. You're lucky that yours was in your arm. Your birth control I mean, was in your arm and not implanted in your uterus i would never let somebody plant anything in my uterus that's fucking terrifying you're scared of a tampon but something planted in your uterus is fine excuse me 
Listen. At the time, it was the option I had. Okay? No, they promoted, they like prompted me to get that. And I was like, are you fucking nuts? Why am I letting you do that? I think it's just because they have like a higher rate of success than the ones in the arm, but. I could lose an arm. I can't live if I lose a uterus. Maybe you can, but I can't you imagine. You can. It's called a hysterectomy. I can't imagine my life. It happens all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, uh, okay. I feel like we've got into this for longer than we should have. Sorry. Not sorry. I mean, it's a very common issue, though. I mean, I, I feel like you it's a something lot of that like, a lot of people contemplate. Yeah. It's is either starting it or getting off of it. And it's impossible to live in a world that's ran by sex and not have contraceptive you know right like it's it's just the hardest fucking thing in the world right so you take an l to gain a w but really you're still just taking an l i mean if i could go back nine years i would do the copper iud because it's non-hormonal Mm-hmm. is it better uh i mean hormone wise it's better but it does have a higher risk of complications that's like the only thing but it's also like rated for like 10 years and it is no hormones it doesn't affect your hormones i feel like they say that often but i don't believe that well i don't know i'm not a doctor me neither i just you know, sort of know what i know opinions <laughs> i'm basically basing this opinion off of my experience with the one in the arm yeah That's gross the fact that you could feel it really grossed me out about your arm. Oh yeah, you could feel. Yeah, it, it was disgusting. You could see it. It was disgusting. Yeah, it was like it was like right in the skin. It was like a rocket ship. Yeah, it was disgusting. A little submarine. Although submarine. the more I talk about this IUD, I can feel my uterus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That's exactly why you just need to schedule an appointment and just get it out. I know. And then just be done with it. Don't sit and linger. Let it linger. Don't say that because now I can feel it lingering. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay let's get into stop. this. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So, yo, shit that our moms did not tell us, bro. <laughs> In honor of Mother's Day coming up. Ooh, how we love these women and how we love the information we did get. Right. <laughs> this is but- one thing. I feel like this is very, like, generational, though, because I feel like our grandmas learned what their moms told them, mm-hmm. and they told our moms what they were taught, but then our moms, like, dropped the ball a little bit in some places, <laughs> you know? I feel- and then I feel like people that are having kids now are like, I'm going to be so open, they're going to know this, that, left, right, up, down. When I say, or when you say the generational thing, and dropping the ball, I feel every generation dropped the ball. I mean, yes. But our parents specifically, I would say kind of yours and most definitely mine, had it extremely hard. Yes. For the sole fact that like the times were changing. So they yeah. were experiencing a whole new fucking world from their parents mm-hmm. being pregnant barefoot in the kitchen. And that was your own, that was your duty on the earth. Right. Versus being pregnant, working full time, trying to pay all the bills. Yeah. Single moms with a full time job. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
So those are two complete extremes. Yeah. I mean, that is your parents' story. That's your oh, grandma and your mom's story. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, My grandma never had a job. She just popped out a bunch of kids and that was it. did whatever she wanted. She went skiing. She played tennis. She played golf. They traveled the world. And then my mom had kids. And you know what she said? She said, you can travel when you're an adult. I ain't paying for you to go on vacation. I got to work. It's okay. Mom. That... My my mom and my grandma are ki- kind of similar. Not necessarily my grandma skiing and all this exotic right. shit, but she was doing what she was doing, not at a corporate job. Let's just say that. Right. She was like and, living her life. Yeah. And my mom was single mom working all the time. If it was like extracurricular, it would be in the back of her mind. And she didn't make it happen. She did make extracurricular shit happen with the resources that she had, the little resources that she had. Yeah, same. But she did. So we traveled as much as hypothetically we could with her education on finances and the situation we were in, right? But we did good. We went places. Like, I went on my first airplane because of my mom, you know. But one thing I wish, getting reminded to it, I would have known is when I was growing up, I thought... Y'all, I grew up in the heart, the the heart, the trash heart of Portland. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Vancouver, Washington, from me, was out of this. I thought it was hours away, so far away. It was was an exotic land. It was unattainable. We could never go that far. Are you kidding me? Not until high school. They were like, maybe we can go across that bridge. Mind you, it's like a fifteen-minute drive, right? That's so um, funny. <laughs> I thought until I thought I was crazy for this because I was like, it can't just be me. Am I the only one that thought not my neighborhood was just like fucking Antarctica? So I'm just I asked picturing my... like one of your friends being like, yeah, I have to go to Vancouver this weekend to see my dad. And you're like, what? Yeah, I thought it was a road trip. I was like, that's you're only going to be gone for a week. That's not enough time. And I was like, that was far. Oh, my gosh. So I asked my boyfriend. Same thing, same thing. And I am convinced it has to be because we both grew up poor. Because when you grow up poor, you don't leave your neighborhood. You don't leave your street. Y'all go to the same grocery store. Y'all go to the you know. So I asked him and he was like, it was the furthest place. There was no way in hell we would ever go over there. So funny. And I was like, why is it? Not only did we not go over there because of our situation. My mom had me believing, convinced. My mom didn't say it's 25 minutes away, but we have no reason to go that far. Right. We could stay like, in our neighborhood. Everything, everything that's there is here. Yeah. She she didn't explain to me why why we didn't need to go there. She just made it seem so unattainable. So like until high school, <laughs> I just thought it was this forsaken place, like so far away. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Over that's, the hill past grandma's house, you know? <laughs> that is so funny to me. Just for me to be an adult and move there and me live minutes away from my mom <laughs> that's so funny because see mine is sort of the opposite like my mom also worked full-time my dad mm-hmm. was not you know a responsible adult fun fact our moms worked together at this time <laughs> um but the only like vacations we did mm-hmm. was camp but it was always somewhere else in like oregon or washington yeah, like it was on the mountain you lived on right it wasn't in my backyard like that was like the thing and if there was a museum or a historical site nearby Mm -hmm. bet your ass that's where we were going (laughs) because 
kids were free. I wish my mom knew that. Especially like during the summer or like spring break. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times they'll have like students are free or whatever. Yeah. But like there is this place on the Oregon coast that's literally just a giant piece of concrete with a fucking like metal pail on it and a plaque. <laughs> okay. And I have been there because it's a historical site and it's free. <laughs> it's where Lewis and Clark supposedly boiled water from the Pacific Ocean to drink. I love that your brain is filled with this moment. Like we drove to the beach went to a campsite set up camp and i said we're gonna go to this historical site we drove through town we didn't go into the shops we didn't go on the rides or in the arcade we went to this concrete thing with a pail on it i said wow look lewis and clark were here with sacagawea and they like but you know what you remember today they boiled water from the pacific ocean you know what i didn't know that this is what I know, because that's what we did when I was a child. Uh, I need you to know my son's about to be going to all that free shit. All See, this is one thing that I wish my mom would have told me, was how cheap it is to travel by yourself. It's not cheap and you got three little assholes following you around. Mm-hmm. But by yourself, it's not expensive. She it all depends seem- what you do. Well, right. But she made it seem like it would be, like she would have to win the lottery for us to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> kind like the the of like the first time the right the first time i was on a plane was when you and i went to vegas for your birthday uh-huh. we were there for five days right it was three days too many our plane ride there our plane ride home and our hotel for five nights was two hundred dollars i not I feel eight like thousands this- like my mom made me believe traveling would be I that's kind of what bleeds into my theory of if we're not doing it right now it's unattainable because that happened with jobs it happened with like food like eating better it Mm -hmm. happened with basically any sort of change traveling anything any experience that hadn't already happened it was just out of this world unreachable Mm -hmm. unattainable shit instead of getting the real version right of we can't do this right now. Right. But bet your ass in a couple of years, save up, save up a dollar every month, <laughs> you know, next right. year for your birthday. Right. And that's the thing. Cause like, I would be like, well, cause me and my sister, our birthdays are three days apart. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, what if we don't get presents and we no, we're not doing that. And I was like, and part of that was where she worked. She could buy us presents for dirt fucking cheap. <laughs> yeah. She's like twelve dollars on presents or a vacation. You know what I'm doing? Spending twelve dollars on some jeans and some shoes for you. Yeah, both of our moms worked in retail, so obviously that come in a retail store that sold everything. So yeah. they had everything accessible. I can't tell you how much shit would come home, and it would have like two dollars on the price tag from like two hundred dollars. Yeah, all all the Often. time. You know, always getting them clearance deals, which. Growing up helped a lot. You know what? The best thing that my mom used to bring home, and I don't know why, but, like, I think about this constantly, is that whenever they had, like, Disney displays, like, all of the, like, cardboard cutouts, Mm -hmm. she would bring those home, and that's how we decorated our rooms. I love that. Was with free cardboard cutouts from displays. Why aren't more moms doing this? (laughs) That's... 
But like actually I had like I had um like a dumbo, like a giant dumbo on my wall. Like just any like cartoon character you can think of that was like popular in like the nineties. That they did like a pop up that they did for. any sort of graphic t shirt for. <laughs> Yeah, or like a new movie would come out. Like we had a Bug's Life cutout. Oh, that's adorable. Like every time there was something, my mom would like when they were tearing displays down, she would like hide them and then she's like, "I'll put those in the trash." Right, exactly. And then she would like bring them home. I love that. I would actually suggest if you are a single mom, perhaps, or just looking for your job to help you in your outside life i would definitely suggest working at a retail store if you don't have a set like career or you don't have to be working or have to have a full-time job somewhere working at somewhere that's a retail company that has tools beds clothes right like a a department store kind of yeah like best buy or walmart or target even like fred meyers too like well i don't know if they have fred meyers everywhere that might just be a Pacific Northwest thing. I don't know. But any, yeah, department store, not necessarily grocery store, but like department store. I can't mm-hmm. tell you like how many, excuse me. The only reason we had beds is because my mom would get them on discount. Yep. So many things came from her having that job, regardless of what she got paid because it was garbage. It was. The things, the discounts and shit, that's where it mm-hmm. changed and saved my childhood. Same. Because like my mom would find things on clearance and like hide them. Mm-hmm. it would drop down to literally like 10 cents yeah my mom too and she would buy them and bring them home yeah but yeah mm-hmm. for sure i think like as much as like as shitty as a retail job is it definitely has its benefits like it- i worked a retail job for a long time at a sporting goods company and i bought so much like high brand expensive stuff for dirt cheap because of that yeah that, yeah. Like, I never would have been able to buy a $300 jacket, but I got it for 50 bucks. Right. That's you know? Feeling. It definitely comes with its benefits. It's trash. Right. You'd The hours suck and the customers suck, and you're probably going to work most holidays. But if you can deal with that, too. It's like it's have... like this for that, though. You get a lot of right. benefits from it, you know? Yeah. If you get your entire life 50% off, essentially, that's a huge bargain to, right. you know, weigh out. Especially if you have multiple kids. Uh, Leading into my next thing about what I wish my mom would pull me. Because my mom was a single mom. And because that that kind of like single mom mentality Mm -hmm. was all of my village. Like everybody that was around me was like, yes, be a single mom. Work till you're fucking dead, you know. Like promoting that almost. And glorifying being poor and working your ass off for whatever reason i wasn't told that it was okay to fucking leave jobs yeah so it's really hard for me to if it's not spur the moment right if you have to like actually think about it yeah like think about switching jobs and really like plan for it now i have a kid so it's 10 times harder Mm -hmm. but i wasn't told that if i'm not happy i could leave right it was you stick it out you deal with it yeah, eventually you'll climb up the ladder. Right. Eventually you'll get to where you want. Oh, it pays the bills. Right. But Same. the you can do better. You will do better. Spend your time doing you, something else to make it better. You know, you deserve to be treated better. Yeah. At your job. Yeah, that you, part. You work for them, not the other way around. You 
work to live, not live to work. That was not pushed. Right. Or like even. It was anything. you You go to work, you work overtime, you come home. If it sucks, that's up and you do too it bad. Again. Yeah. Right. I feel. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that just comes with being a child of a single mom. Mm-hmm. It's not like she had any other options. So I wasn't shown that my mom could just up and quit her job at any given point. We couldn't just have... uproot and just right. move wherever she wanted, right. you know, resources didn't allow us to do that. So we didn't do that, you know, for sure. I mean, the only like, cause I was born in the same shitty neighborhood that you grew up in. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we moved from that neighborhood was because my mom did not want my brother going to school in Portland. Well, and it helped that your grandparents live outside the city. Well, right. And this is where she grew up. And she was like, I am not going to put my kids yeah. in Portland public school. I will figure out a way. You don't want them to end up like me? No. <laughs> She's like, I will figure out what I need to do so that we can leave portland's and they she was i don't care if i have to drive 45 minutes to work every morning and every afternoon mm-hmm. i will do whatever i can do to make sure they are not in portland public schools right especially in like the early 90s like it was 10 times worse than it is now yeah i mean public school is public school but like i it think about it sometimes it. like if we wouldn't have moved mm-hmm. like how different my life would have been i mean yeah public school comes with its own i just feel like even the neighborhood would have changed who i was it definitely comes if i didn't grow up in the neighborhood that i went to if i didn't go to public school i would be a whole ass different person you change one of those factors and i would have been a whole ass different person it changes everything like i think about it all like how different my life would actually be i couldn't imagine if i grew up in a small town it's the fucking best that kind of leads into not the small town thing, but just the whole idea of not being able to quit a job and not being able to uproot and just do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that bleeds into not being able to say no, period. <sighs> this is extended past our mothers. This is our village, if you will. The village that raised us because it takes a village. So whoever was around, whoever was there and just had any presence in your life, Mm-hmm. they were not teaching you how to say no no they were teaching the opposite they were Correct. saying you have to say yes to everything you have right to be do what you're told if somebody an obedient you little to, dog if someone asks you to do something you do it sit so and you know what happens now in my life as a 30 something year old every time somebody asks me something i say well if that works for you i can do it because you're not allowed to say no how many times have i told you even just recording your schedule is my schedule whatever works best for you <laughs> okay to be fair <laughs> Our lives have an infant. Yeah. But like I catch but myself in life. Yes. Like I catch myself doing it with other people also. Like well, and like, then oh, it's just a rabbit like, hole. And I'm like, yeah, like whatever works best for you. And then like but then when you think I'm about like, it. Right. Cause then they're like, oh, okay, well, this day, this time. And I'm like, okay, great. And they think like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be there at that time. <laughs> but do you just say yes because that's what you like grew up? Yes. Yes, just it's, comes first. This is for sure one of my biggest issues. We've talked about this many times. I know. know. And that's why I can't not mention it. It's because every day. You know what my New Year's resolution was for 2023? To say no more. I told all of my friends in like October. I said, (laughs) get all of your asks in now because the second January 1st comes around. Every time you ask me something, the answer is no. So don't even ask. You know what happened? 
that word does not exist not, in my brain. It not that's my soul. <laughs> uh, well, and that's just another thing that comes from the environment you're in because I wasn't grown, I wasn't raised with a lot of no's because you have to have an option to say no. If my mom's boss back then when I was growing up said, I need you to work 14 days in a row. Mm-hmm. she worked it she couldn't say no because that right. wasn't an option that's not how i need the you world to work on thanksgiving morning right so i was just saying i was just seeing my mom be obedient to the corporate world i was seeing mm-hmm. her be obedient to my dad at the time when he would be like i'm gonna take her this weekend you know so every time somebody said yes or my grandma would say yes to cooking dinner for her husband or right. yes to putting that on the grocery list or my mom saying yes we can get that yes I can take you to school or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. yes you have to go to the bus whatever you know um I just never heard no ever. right like unless no you, you really, can't do that <laughs> unless I would say unless you really wanted something at the store yeah it was no did you ever did you ever get told to walk to the store with your hands in your pockets uh for my dad yes for my mom no i was really i was a good ass kid i feel like there was constantly times where like we're going in the store so put your hands in your pockets and don't don't touch nothing don't ask for anything i feel like that comes with i'm just like why are we going in the store then that comes with having multiple kids that's true i feel like a huge part of that is the parent being overwhelmed So when kids are like, touch this, touch this, you know, because it's like bright, colorful. They put all the fun shit at the little kid level. You know what I do now when I go into a store? Touch everything? I touch every fucking thing. Oh my gosh. (laughs) If it smells, I I smell it. If it's squishy, I squish it. Heaven forbid it's shiny. Every once in a while when I'm like, dang, I really want that. And you know what I do? I fucking buy it for myself. (laughs) Because fuck the, you've got toys at home you're not playing with. (laughs) It's almost as bad as um, we have food at home. Do we? Do we have food at home? Or are you just saying that to me? I can only remember back to a certain point, of course. But once I start getting recollection of like my childhood, at that point, I already knew our situation. Right. That we were poor. So there was never any... This was... I was not one of those kids that were like, I didn't know I was poor until, you know, until I wasn't Until you went kids. to your rich friend's house. Yeah. Like, I, I knew I was poor the whole time. Right. Um, but that, I think I didn't have that. Oh, can I have a, can I have a toy at the store or can mm-hmm. I have this or can I have that is because if anything, I was like trying to save my pennies to help my mom pay the bills, you know, but my mom did really good at buying Making us. So sure you had what specific, you needed. Yeah. Specific like high ticket items that we'd want. Mm-hmm. She would save up for however long so that we had that one thing. Maybe we were missing other things. Like maybe I didn't have new socks for a while not that I didn't have socks but they weren't the newest socks or Mm -hmm. whatever the case was you know maybe I hadn't gotten shirts in a long time I was just wearing her hand-me-downs whatever but best believe that like one pair of shoes that I would want or that one backpack or that one you know that thing she would save up for so we would have it yeah same like if there was one thing it was like hey you're getting one big Christmas present and then like stocking stuffers Mm -hmm. and it was like I was so excited for that one thing Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the year that we all got bikes for Christmas. And I know she got a huge-ass discount on these bikes. But, like, still, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, the one big thing. We all got bikes. Now and you're like, she probably bikes. paid $20 for all three. Right. No, like, <laughs> then... Right. And then, like, there was one year when I was older where, for Christmas, we all got iPods. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was all we got. Right. 
And I'm pretty There's sure like they were like ticket things. I'm pretty sure they were like the refurbished ones from Best Buy, but like we still had them. Right. You got it. Right. You got it. But I just remember like always being more excited knowing there was one big ticket item versus there being like 20 little shit. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a, that's something my mom really like dug into as well is like a few little things mm-hmm. that she wouldn't even care to take the sticker off. It would say 25 cents on it, you know? Right. And then there would be that like one thing that I had asked for like all year long that I mm-hmm. had forgot I wanted. And then it would just like show up and I'd be like, like i felt like i was like watery throwback to the 90s we got furbies one year for christmas also i still have mine i have mine does it still talk to you it doesn't have batteries in it maybe i'll put batteries in it it. i'm gonna find it just to post it on instagram for you guys (laughs) i still have it I, i love that you still have it i had one but I don't know at what point in my life I had this or how I got it. But I definitely had oh. one at one point. See, I remember in the 90s, like, when they first came out, mm-hmm. like, people were fighting each other in the mall over these. They were, like, the chicken sandwiches? <laughs> like, yeah, chicken sandwiches like, now. <laughs> yeah, like, people were throwing, like, soccer moms throwing punches over these fucking things, right? That's hilarious. My mom hid them at her job so that she could buy them for us for christmas i just imagine your mom having like a little harry potter closet i guess our right and then also like oh for sure they all had like this area where they would hide things which nowadays (laughs) that'll get you fired but they were just like shoving it in there they're like just wait just wait like they would all brenda the counter has the clearance stickers just wait (laughs) they would all have like their names with post-its on the stuff in the back like (laughs) oh i love that oh Another. But do you do you plan on doing that with your son? Is doing like the one big thing and then like a couple small things? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, just because I I don't think a lot of benefit comes with opening thirty gifts. No, not. At I all. would rather if I have thirty gifts to give, he can open one every two weeks just for the hell of it for the right. half the year. Right. He doesn't need thirty in a day, regardless of the holiday. See, I feel like I would rather do like one big thing. That like everybody could just contribute to mm-hmm. versus like me getting you the one thing and then everybody showing up with like random shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is the one thing everybody pitched in for it. Like this is from everybody who loves you. Mm-hmm. Or well, and- I've seen a lot lately where instead of presents for birthdays and Christmas, they take like one crazy adventure trip a year. And I feel like that's probably the way that i'm gonna lean uh that's definitely on my bucket list i mean that my bucket list my goal as a parent to do is that exact thing mm-hmm. creating the experience over the materialistic the stuff yeah because you can have one bag with let's say for example a really cool i don't know transformers watching it but my son wanted from whatever store that he's like, oh my God, mom, I love that watch. I need that watch. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. $25 Walmart watch in a bag. I can give that to him on his birthday with like breakfast at home. Mm-hmm. And it could be like, wow, I got the watch, but I could also, it's just a $25 watch. I'm going to fill in the gap around the watch with right $200 of clothes, toys, whatever Mm -hmm. else you know for him to open at a birthday party or whatever or i spend that couple hundred dollars and we can go to the coast or 
go on a camping Take trip. Amtrak or, somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. And still give him that damn watch. Right. The thing that he's going to remember when he's our age now. Yeah. You know. For sure. So I'm definitely more over the experience over. Yeah. I uh, There's this travel page I'm on on Facebook. And there's a single mom that has um, three children. And that's what they do. Like she gave their kids the option when they were in like middle school. Was like, do you want Christmas and birthday presents? Or do you want to go on a vacation once a year? To anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And all three kids, like, vacation. So, like, they would pick a different country or a different city a, once a year. And she would save all year long for that one trip. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, feel like she awesome, said that the, her kids, like, would not change it for anything. Yeah, I love that. Because how much knowledge comes with traveling? Like, how much oh, more so knowledge much. do you have since you started traveling as an adult? A ton. And you haven't been out of the country or anything. Right. And I feel like it's not even just local places. It's not local, but like closer. Like self-awareness. It's manners. It's interacting with other people. Like it's a whole Mm -hmm. thing that you can't get from like, here's that iPhone you wanted. Right. Like you can look at pictures of these cities that you were never going to go to. Yeah. Or we can book the plane and we can go. And you're just going to have to pack your old jeans and, like, your dirty sandals. But you'll be in Tokyo doing it. Right. (laughs) Or the Bahamas. Or, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, definitely going to implement that. I mean, even, I didn't even buy my son Christmas gifts. That's how. I bought your son a Christmas gift. Yes, you did. And that's exactly (laughs) why I didn't. But I bought him a gift of experience. You did. So. How do you think we're going to the zoo on Saturday? That's right. <laughs> um, baby's got a zoo pass. Well, and that's the exact thing is we didn't buy him Christmas gifts because he has he's a newborn baby. He has a million toys. Right. We celebrated Christmas with all of our friends and family. They got him gifts if they felt like it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to overload him with more toys he's not going to play with. But I'm going to put that money towards buying him a passport. Right. Which is way more beneficial just in life for him to have a passport yeah then clothes and toys that he's gonna grow out of and forget about no no. yeah i'm here for it yeah and i'm not like myself feel bad because i feel like a lot of these moms out here be paying and teaching their kids to please other moms and that shit annoys me oh for sure i mean i feel like a lot of parents by my son gifts they'd be like oh you're a terrible mom right you would get mom shamed for sure and it was like your son was what four three three months months old old. yeah for christmas he didn't even know what planet he was on (laughs) still though he doesn't care i even asked you the other day if you were gonna do like a big birthday party for him and you were like for what he's not gonna remember it yeah i'm here for the experience we will have a birthday party as in like we will all get together and probably have a fun dinner and it'll be a blast for him Right. But Just it's not going to be a tradition. I might get a cool, you know, table cover to put over the table, but I'm not going to go all fucking out for a right. first birthday to take pictures and be like, oh, look at this huge first birthday that my son didn't give a damn about because he was too focused right. on like his uncle in the corner. Or like, like the what? bright light. Like, yeah, like, what? Who doesn't? I mean, I'm for sure making, I'm for sure making him a smash cake, but like, that's it. 
Yeah, and it's gonna have, it's gonna be a great time. You I'm also gonna... said that you wanted a smash cake for your I birthday, did. so I'll I also still... make you one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna put you on the table, and we're gonna take pictures of you just going in. <laughs> I think one thing my mom did teach me was spending money on unnecessary things is unnecessary. Oh, for sure. And things I mean, that my mom did that should have impacted me more than they did listen my mom told me not to spend money on things i don't need didn't sink in oh you're like yours is the opposite you know what this closet's full of things i didn't need but i also think that's part of growing up poor Mm -hmm. is that once i started making some money i was like shit i can i need everything buy what i want nobody's telling me no if i want this studded michael kors bag i'm buying it if I want this limited edition coach bag, I'm buying it. If I want this limited edition Fenty hoodie, I am buying it. I got the impulsiveness, but I did not get the ne- need for it to be designer. Because I will blow the same amount of money just at Goodwill. <laughs> I will go the rift and find a reason to need everything in the store. See, my problem is, is that the rest of my family is well off. My grandparents were loaded. Yeah. The rest of my aunt and uncles made better decisions than my mom did when she was younger. So, like, everybody around me has nice things. And I did not have nice things when I was a child. I, I mean, they were fine. This designer, like, thirst for you. So now I'm like, I like, there's no way that I would have ever thought that I could ever buy anything with a designer label on it. And now that I'm like, actually, I can. Now you do. Like, I have money in my savings account. I could go buy the Gucci luggage I want. Please don't. I'm not going to, but I can. That's the point. But you can. Yes, you can. Even, like, when the first time you and I went to Seattle together, we went to that Gucci store. Mm -hmm. I could have bought a bag that weekend. I know. (laughs) But that's an accomplishment in itself. You don't have to buy it. Right. Just knowing that you could. Yeah. You can. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think that's a lot of growing up not thinking that i could ever but i mean see, i bought my mom a designer bag she doesn't use it but i bought it for her but you saw it so you were like that somebody has that and i'm gonna get that i right. think because i didn't see anybody with designer it wasn't something i was aiming for i was just mm-hmm. aiming for the whole fishbowl of just having money right so what i spend my money on now Sometimes it's designer, but sometimes it's just somebody else's trash. (laughs) I'm just spending the money. (laughs) There is one thing, though. Like, yes, I have expensive taste. Yes, I like nice things, Mm -hmm. expensive things. But I'm not necessarily motivated by money. Like, I could, it would not matter to me if I had a million dollars in my bank account or 12 cents in my bank account. If my bills are paid... And I have a full tank of gas and some iced coffee in the fridge. Like, that's all I need. I don't need, ex- you know, excessive amounts of things. I so, would like, say. I know I a lot of people like... are motivated by money. Like, they want a certain number in their bank account all the time. Mm-hmm. But they know that I have to work this many hours. Like, I have to make this much hustle. money an hour. Right. And I'm like. It's like, that's how they get off. They just, and I'm just like, hustle, hustle, listen, hustle. if my bank account goes negative the day before I get paid. It is what it is. Okay, I have trauma of not having money, <laughs> so I don't, I can't get there. But I'm really good with money. But I do have, I would not say I 
feed off of like the need for money. I just have a fear of being poor. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have a fear of being and as poor, long as but I don't basic, have that thirst to be rich. Right. Like, as long as your basic necessities that are, like, a step above average mm-hmm. are met, you're fine. Yep. Pretty much. See, I feel the same way. Like, if I can pay all of my bills, my dog's got food, I can go to the grocery store, I could put gas in my car. What else do I need? You don't. Right. You don't. There, there is, there was something on my list. I don't know why this just reminded me of it, but I'm ready. I'm trying to find a good way to approach this because it's just, it comes with a meme and I hate it, but I wish my mom had taught me how to make, and I'm going to leave it at that. Just make, I'm talking make food, make stain remover for laundry, make my own I don't know, all-purpose cleaner with some vinegar and lemon or whatever. Mm-hmm. Make creative decisions because I was feeling like being creative. Right. My mom is very good now with my sister. Yeah. Definitely fuels that creative spark. But when my mom was like overwhelmed, obviously, with being a single mom, mm-hmm. that wasn't like top priority, right? She was trying to keep a fucking roof over my head, not right. blaming her at all. But like, I just wish I knew how to cook. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that's where I was trying not to leave the label. <laughs> I wish my mom taught me how to cook. I wish my mom taught me how to just take care of things that I'm learning now that are very easy, like bug repellent. How you can just use like vinegar and natural esque things to just make it. Right. Versus being a consumer and like having to buy all these things obviously it comes with like time and resources and her Mm -hmm. not knowing how herself and the internet being readily available whatever so on and so forth but i feel like i'm having to go back and reteach myself all these things so other go ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say that like other people are like oh my mom used to do that or like oh i grew up and like my aunts did that shit or yeah and i'm just like i never heard of that in my life Me and my grandma have had this conversation because I cook maybe like every other day or every three days because I cook like a large amount for myself. Right. And she will come into the kitchen while I'm like, like the other day I made. (laughs) Right. Like the other day I made Spanish rice from scratch. Uh Um, I cooked a bunch of chicken in the crock pot, like in enchilada sauce. Mm hmm. So I basically have had like an enchilada bowl minus the tortilla mm-hmm. like lunch in the last couple of days. But like, again, I'm like knee deep in this Spanish rice from scratch. And she's like, I don't know where you learned how to cook. Nobody in my family cooks. I can go to the grocery store and I can buy four things and I can make you a gourmet meal with it. Like without even thinking. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a cook now. Beyond, like I would say I'm a pretty efficient cook now. I could I could whip up anything too. I've hit that stage of my life, uh-huh. but this is like an adult thing. Something I had to come. Into. I had to come here. <laughs> I had to figure out how to cook fucking squash by myself. Right. I had to figure out how to cook vegetables and bring that into a meal myself. This wasn't something I grew. There ain't no vegetables See, in here. I didn't grow up with this either. We had boxed food and frozen yeah. food. Like my mom <laughs> does not cook. If it's not mom, minute rice, she ain't touching it. My but mom like, has like her signature dishes that she makes that she knows how to make well. 
But outside of that realm, it's easy, convenient food. Let's see. My mom's signature dishes consist of boxed and canned food. <laughs> but, like, I have always been like this. Like, as okay. long as I've been able to use things in the kitchen, uh-huh. I have been able to put things together in a meal. I mean, I have cooked seafood perfectly. I don't even eat seafood. <laughs> but I will cook it for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And every single fucking time it's this is amazing this is so good and i'm like great i'm not tasting it but i'm glad you like it (laughs) i will make my own sauce i could not tell you the last time i bought barbecue sauce because i will open my fridge and i will open my cabinets and i will make barbecue sauce if you come from a family that doesn't cook and you can cook that that's such a come up that's such a come up my boyfriend I mean, asks me all the time where I learned. He's I cannot believe you cook like this with your parents not cooking at all. And I'm like, me too. Right. If you look at their eating palates and what they like and what they don't like and how they cook and how they grew up eating versus my diet and the types of food that I eat and how I cook and how I make it, you know, mm-hmm. you would never know that we were in the same household at the same time eating so- the same thing same so a couple weeks ago I didn't go so I've been trying not to go grocery shopping because I feel like I buy a lot of stuff and I don't ever use it so I'm trying to like clear out my freezer and clear out my pantry before I go buy more stuff Mm -hmm. so a couple weeks ago I was like I haven't gone grocery shopping what's in my freezer and I said I have a shit ton of like random ass frozen vegetables I have a bag of rice there's a couple eggs I'm gonna make fried rice for dinner my mom comes upstairs. She's like, why is the, and I have a rice cooker. So like cook the rice in the cooker, threw it in a pan with some oil. She's like, are you just keeping it warm in there? And I said, no, I'm making fried rice. And she's like, what? And I was like, you can make things that restaurants sell. And I said, I'm making fried rice. I'm going to crack an egg in the pan. I'm going to scramble it up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mix it in. I got frozen vegetables I'm throwing in there. I'm going to mix up a sauce. And she's looking at me like I'm insane. Like you're speaking in, like you're an alien. In a foreign language. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, do you have like a recipe? And I said, no. You're over here like, beep, boop, boop. She's like. Right. <laughs> and she's like, huh? And I was like, oh, we're different. But like, that's just how my brain works. And I yeah, mean, definitely. I wanted, to, I mean, I wanted to go to culinary school for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, that was a passion of yours. Right. Like, I love it. Yeah, you just love to cook. I do. I love being in the kitchen. I love to cook. I love to bake. Mm-hmm. I love all of it. Yeah. But not a, a green single. Thumb, you have like a cooking thumb. Not a single person in my family cooks or bakes. Nobody in my family cooks or bakes either. My grandma that passed away, she was the only person in my entire family that cooked. And she really? had a cooking thumb. Yeah. yeah. My dad's mom, she had a cooking thumb. But obviously I wasn't. She passed away when I was obviously younger. But mm-hmm. When I was younger, I tried to like just watch her, not learn anything, but just watch her and like see how she, because she was a person that would walk in the kitchen, whip mm-hmm. up some, and you just knew it was going to be good. You just right. Knew. It doesn't matter what it was. It was just going to be fire. Um, but my, I didn't start cooking because of passion. I started cooking because I, the trauma of, or like my fear of being poor and acting poor, everything in my life I needed to change from that lifestyle. Right. Including my eating habits. Mm-hmm. So now I eat a lot better 
And now I'm going into this like spiral of a, I need to be healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and reduce my carbon fo- footprint. <laughs> um, right. And that's where I'm at now. So it's like a huge curve, but that's why I started cooking. That's why I don't eat out that much. And I never have really, you know, um, you know, speaking of, you know, what drives me absolutely crazy about you? Ooh, one you of got our, another thing? Cause one of a- our, one of our other friends, we talk about this a lot with you. The one that calls it, me fake fat? Yeah. It does not matter <laughs> where. If we are going out to eat as a group, uh-huh. it does not matter where we go. We can go to the shittiest restaurant uh-huh. or like the five Michelin star restaurant. Uh-huh. Diane's going to eat her food. She's going to go outside. And while we're walking to the car, she goes, it was good, but I probably could have made it better at home. That's Every why I don't go out. Time. That's why I don't go out. This is why I never, the only food me and my boyfriend pay for is there's this, there's this bar that's like a whiskey bourbon place that has like Wagyu burgers and mm-hmm. a fried chicken sandwich. I don't fry in my house. And obviously I don't just have fucking Wagyu just sitting around like, you know, but those you are two things. Buy it and then you I can could. make it. I could, but those are two things and be on tap. Those three things in one place, we're going there. You know, yeah. that's a lot of work that gets cut out by us just paying $60. Right. Um, another thing is specific types of Asian food. Yeah. Those, some of those flavors are very hard to mimic. Well, yeah. And like for pho, I'm not going to make pho on a fucking random ass Tuesday. You mean you don't want to make a bone broth for 12 hours? Exactly my point. Oh, so- okay. <laughs> I will. No, I will fine. make I will make pho any weekend, but if I want something at night, like y'all, you and this friend be going to chain restaurant. We and go to wondering... one and it's become more of a joke than a thing. I'm just saying, if we were going to five star restaurants, I feel like my complaints would not be there. If we were pulling up to an actual five star restaurant, I wouldn't have these complaints. When was um, the last five star restaurant we went to? I don't know, but I feel like we have gone out to some pretty good restaurants, you and I. Oh, we have. But I feel like well because this me cooking better than the restaurant thing has definitely been like within the past two years yeah i just it's almost because before we go i would not complain and now it's because i make these dishes that i want i learn to cook it at home yeah if i want indian food i'm gonna make it at home yeah if i want mexican food i'm gonna make it at home because i don't see the point in spending 60 dollars for something i have the ingredients for and i know is probably gonna taste better (laughs) at home obviously authentic stuff you can't beat if it's a homemade recipe you can't beat it but if i'm just going to like an american restaurant you can make that spitting image thing at home i don't know diner food tastes different okay if i want see that's what i pay for like fried chicken i don't fry at the house right fried steak i don't fry at the house you know there is things there is things i do go out and pay for sushi i lately i've been making sushi bowls so i haven't been going out and buying sushi it's very, that's what I'm saying. It's very particular items I spend my money on. But this friend, y'all, that she's talking about. This girl lives off of food. chicken nuggets and craft cheese. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's the most delicious fucking piece of food. If it's not a chicken nuggie, she doesn't like it. This so her point lies out the window. That's true. Because we could take her to any of the higher end restaurants that you and I have gone to together. And, and she, she would look at the menu and be like yeah exactly my point like do you have like maybe like an appetizer that i can just eat like yeah i'm like bitch they have the world's best chicken or the world's best steak yeah "Yeah, but like i just don't really they don't have chicken strips so i can't fuck with is it fried chicken or is it grilled it's grilled (laughs) i see what i mean (laughs) 
that's true i will yeah i will go to specific restaurants but they aren't with that friend because she's not (laughs) going to five-star restaurants otherwise i would Uh, and see as Um, long as there's more than just seafood on the menu i will go anywhere i will spend a hundred dollars on my one dinner uh if i know it's going to be worth it yeah see i will too i will too that is one thing my mom did do. She did not cook, but best believe Gordon Ramsay was on that TV. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay? I'm surprised she didn't marry that man. If she had the option, she, option, she would. I swear, oh. I can't see him without thinking of my mom and her infatuation with him. That's so I, funny. I think she just lived her wanting to be that mom that cooked life through him. Yeah. Because she never had time to, like, slave in the kitchen, you know, like, just See, in, be in there. She didn't have that lifestyle to cater to the time and energy you need to put into it. Right. And my mom blames the fact that she's the youngest child, so she didn't learn how to do anything. Like, I don't know how to do anything besides a basic braid with my hair because my mom never learned because people <laughs> did her hair for her because she was the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, she'd never learn how to French braid or do fish tail or anything. Mm-hmm. Which means I never learned. That is funny. That's not true, though, because my mom never taught me. Again, uh, I'm another one on my list. Who taught you how to braid, though? My aunt knew how to braid, and she braided my hair, but I learned because she braided my hair. Well, and I feel like you spent a lot more time with your extended family because they were all, like, in the same area. Yeah. Whereas mine was not, so. Uh, That was one thing I did have on my list about things I wish my mom would have told me. Real quick. Is, yes. Can we go back to your creative thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That, like, you wish your mom would have, like, nurtured your creativeness a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mine was the opposite. When I had a school project, because my mom went to an art college. She went to school oh, for visual yeah. advertisement, not that she'd ever used her degree. Right. Like, my mom is very artistic. Interesting. When she wants to be. Yeah, so like whenever, Yeah. So, like, whenever we had, like, a school project... She got really into it. Oh, I love that, though. And she was like, I, I mean, she would spend hours putting like together these dioramas. And that was one thing she was project. like, she was, I wish my kids would have gotten. Because, like, not, like, I can't, like, I'm creative, like, sometimes. Like, I want to be more creative. Right. But you're not, but like, like, an avid drawer. No, I can't like... draw to save my fucking life. <laughs> right. And neither can any like, of my brother or sister. Like neither one of them. If you're not just in the room, fucking right. Like I, I went through a jewelry phase. I went through like a bead phase. Like mm-hmm. I loved my pottery classes, painting, drawing, coloring in the lines. Not my thing. <laughs> coloring in the my lines. My mom used to get so. I remember this like it was yesterday. She used to get so mad at us, mm-hmm. or at least me. Because I couldn't color in the lines or I wasn't putting even pressure on the crayon. So So it'd be like really dark and really light. Yeah. And she's like, why can't you just do it? And I was like, I need you to remember this statement because last episode we talked about how you and your mom are like the same. If you pull that perfectionist card on your kids, they will have anti on speed dial. I'd be like, maybe they weren't meant to color inside the lines. Let them color outside the line. We ain't having coloring books in my house. Blank pages. <laughs> only doodles. Only doodles. Yeah. Printer paper. You get a piece of printer paper. That's what you can draw. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. No, okay. what I was going into was I wish my mom would have told me I could be more feminine and I could embrace being feminine Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable in that way and just appreciating that I'm a woman from a younger age. Again, opposite. 
I wish. I had an older I had an older brother. Uh-huh. I grew up on the mountain. I played sports. I played out in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Constantly, my mom. I wish you would wear prettier clothes. I wish you would wear the pretty clothes I bought. I'm like, I'm playing in the fucking mud. You, you want to go put me. that dress on? I would have. I, I mean, because then she'll freak out that it got dirty. <laughs> Is that, do you do that like because your sister was more girly? She really wasn't though growing well, up. Not, I mean, I don't know, obviously, but I'm just wondering no, like where I that just, stemmed from. Or you were just like following your brother. So that was part of it was that I was just doing what he was doing. And then it was like I was playing sports. So like I was mm-hmm. dirty and sweaty. We again lived in the fucking woods. Like I was always outside. Yeah. I was on my butt. Bo- I was always dirty. Mm-hmm. There was always dirt somewhere on my body. Yeah, but like, what so then, about when you went into your teenage years? Um, because I'm not necessarily talking about when I was a kid, kid. Like, I'm not talking like young, eight, nine. I'm talking about like when I was starting to become a woman. Well, and I when I was, started to appreciate her, our last episode when I was a teenager. Uh huh. I was an angry kid. Mm-hmm. So I wore a lot of black, a lot of black eyeliner. Right. So. I mean, that definitely comes with its own reasons. Yeah. But don't you think it would have been different if you had that, like, role model of, like... I mean, yes. You have a choice, at least, saying... Well, and that also is... You could be this way... Like or a you body could go image. this way a little bit more, or this way a little bit more. And see, that also has to do with, like, a body image thing. Because my mom is very tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, my sister that. are not. So, like, she would constantly be, like... Oh, you're getting a little bit big, or that's what size pant you're wearing. Yeah, that so was a topic was, of conversation. Right. So then I was like, well, shit, like, I guess I'm not going to buy this stuff that she thinks I can't wear. Yeah. I guess that's like the opposite side of it is like right. the. Because I remember like too. being in high school thinking I was the biggest fucking girl in school. Mm-hmm. And then now when I look back at pictures of my like size seven jeans that I was wearing. Yeah, you're like, what the hell? Right. Like, I was really small. Right. <laughs> like, I was, like, 130 pounds in high school. hmm And I'm, like, I have to wear these sweatshirts because my pants are a size 7 and my mom wears a double zero and she tells me I'm fat. Like... Yeah, that's trash. That's more on the side of just self, like, self-respect, I guess. And respecting, yeah. like, you as a person. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, I wasn't getting it just from my mom, either. Like, everybody in my family is tiny on my mom's side. Yeah. My dad's side of the family, everybody's built a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. That's like where I take after. Right. So, like, I've got my grandma saying, do you really, do you think you should eat that? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm 14. Yeah. Yeah, I'm eating two slices of pizza. And her being like, well, if I buy vegetables, will you eat those? Yes. Okay, but will you eat them in small quantities? Like forever putting kids on a diet? Right. Giving them an eating disorder? And again, that has to do with just the way my grandma was raised. That she was raised that, like, self-image. Yeah. The way that you present yourself to the world is, like, the most important thing. And that's what you have to offer as a woman. like, like perfect yeah you know a woman in the 40s and 50s like all you have is the way you look yeah and that just got passed down to your mom right which is trash because then her negative body image just reflects onto you kids you know the one thing that she did say when i was younger was i hope you have bigger boobs than me because my mom is flatter than a 12 year old back 
And well, you know what you I have? Got blessed. Big old boobies. <laughs> <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, uh, thankfully, that is one thing I really, really, really appreciate my mom for. My mom is obviously a bigger girl. She ain't no size zero. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, my villain, if you will, was very two-sided. My mom very supportive of what I want to do with my body when I wanted to do it mm-hmm. this and that my dad and his family on the other hand was not so supportive it was like kind of carrying the same morals of it has to be this specific way mm-hmm. you're the oldest of everybody so you have to be the most respected and respectful and you have to right. You have to set an example. Your hair has to be brushed. You have to wear earrings. You have to be a respect, respectful young lady. This and that, you know. Mm-hmm. And having both sides, and being almost only child for a long time, I was like hella tomboy. But my mom is not that feminine. She doesn't mm-hmm. wear makeup. She doesn't, you know. She doesn't like walk around on fucking feathers like she right fucking favorite shirt says got dicks on it like it should say got milk like what (laughs) my mom is not no average ass mom right right? (laughs) so growing up my mom like that and then my dad treating me like a fucking son but telling me i need to brush my hair it created this whole men won't respect you if you don't have your hair brushed and earrings and if you don't say yes, you know, like the mm-hmm. obedient little dog that I should be. But then my mom's like, do what you want. Right. It was never like. So you're like, what do I do? I was like, what the? F- I guess I'll wear makeup and beat some boy's ass. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Um, but like my feminine side is I just wish I would have been able to focus like more inward and appreciate me as being a woman and have been told how trash men are at a yeah. younger age yeah in, in like a respectful way like I had to find out very aggressively obviously I know men are trash my dad has not been the best rep- representation <laughs> of it love right him. but he has not been a great person for his entire life my uncles the people in that generation were not fucking peaches and cream you know, like the dads in the neighborhood were not fucking good dads. You know, the men that I have seen like growing up haven't necessarily been great. But how men that are close and intimate you, how they can affect you was not, I feel like, discussed as heavy as it should have been because men are fucking disgusting. I agree. I feel like I wish that my mom would have taught me that it's okay to be independent. That you don't need to rely on somebody else. Versus like being told make sure you marry somebody who makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Make sure like if you don't have a significant other you're not worthy. Right. Like make sure you're pretty so that somebody will want to date you. Mm-hmm. Versus like you know like nurturing more of a rely on yourself build yourself up be who you want to be yeah most definitely you know most definitely because my parents are polar opposites my dad is very reliant on women 
mm-hmm. they make his world go round, you know? But right. I have not seen that man single a day in my life. And my mom is completely opposite direction, like so independent. She, I don't even know if she would ever want another significant other in her entire life. Like she's so content with being just in her own presence. She's mm-hmm. so comfortable with that, that I wasn't taught in the middle. Right. And see, you know? my mom, like your dad is very dependent on a partner. She has right. never been single. Like from yeah, like it's hard to gauge that. Yeah, it's hard to gauge right. that. There's no self-emotions. It's oh, me and this person will decide. Right. Let me ask this person. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. When like my mom was always a yes or no. Yeah. She'd be like, yes, no. But with that, she had no ideas to ping off of at the same time so that mm-hmm. happy medium that's supposed to come from both like I isn't not there. That right you're like one extreme to the other yeah yeah so having to do that now i feel like even in my own relationship i'm very either i'm really really dependent on them even if mm-hmm. i'm in a strong relationship with them day-to-day stuff i'm i catch myself being very dependent and having very dependent thoughts and then i have myself being very independent and having very independent thoughts yeah and like just battling even when I was just seeing people like I wasn't actually dating anybody I was just Mm -hmm. like talking to people they would say stuff or like ask me questions and sometimes I would catch myself like am I answering for only Cheyenne or am I answering for us yeah like I literally don't care about you why is my brain doing that right and see I feel like because of the shitty relationship that I was in where I literally didn't have a say in anything Mm mm-hmm so now I feel like that's part of why I like subconsciously look for people that are not like near me is because I can be dependent when I'm with them, but then I can be independent for the majority of the time. Oh, like you so, won't like, create that attachment that you don't right. want to like have dating like your mom? My, like dating my ex, it was very easy for me not to see him for months at a time. Right. It was very easy for me to decide not to drive three hours this weekend. <laughs> Versus when I was there, I was very attached. Like you couldn't get coffee by yourself? No. Yeah. Like I was like, let's go do this together. Let's do this together. I want to do this with you. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to show me? Yeah. Versus, I, like, you know. I get that, though, because I, I have that struggle in my current relationship, too. Like, when we're not together, I can make every decision under then. When we are mm-hmm. together, two Geminis, we can't make a fucking decision. And I can't make one without asking him. And I'm yeah. like, you have this control over me, and I don't like it. Right. See, and I think, again, subconsciously, that's why I choose people that are not, like, immediately available. It's because I, I mean, want to hold on to that independence. I mean, it's a but huge there's also a part curve. of me that's like, I don't want to go to bed alone anymore. But like, I also don't want to have to worry about somebody else's feelings when I decide I want to go do something. It's definitely you know? on the curve. It like, definitely is. Getting off of work and just making a split decision on what to do is mm-hmm. like the best thing in the whole world. I mean, I'm living that opposite life. 
So if I'm dating somebody who who I'm, you know, living with, if I don't come home straight after work, I'm like, what the fuck? Where are you? I decided <laughs> to go for a drive or I went to this place. I went like, why? Because I fucking felt like it. I mean, I don't need to explain it to you. You don't. And if you get with somebody that understands that you may or may not stop at Target on your way home, that's perfectly right. fine. That's perfectly fine. If you want to go to the store and buy, I don't know, fucking cucumber because you feel like eating a cucumber, you're allowed to do that, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that's just a whole other, it's a whole thing, you know? Right. And it's. Yeah. And like I said, that goes back to watching my mom be so dependent on somebody else and be like, I cannot, I do not want that life. Like but every that's all I've seen. Call. But that's all I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, my grandmother never worked. Everything my grandpa wants, she will do. She will, whatever she wants to do, she'll set that aside and do what. My grandpa doesn't even know how to start the washing machine. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what buttons to push on the dishwasher. Right. He can't cook himself a meal. Because my grandma <laughs> did everything for this man. I know. And I feel like that that sentence, that, that whole situation alone taps in on like so many of the points that I've like pointed out with the right the yes and no how men are mm-hmm. like how men actually affect us and right not having her own opinion just being that's her goal mm-hmm. in life or like that's her job if you will you know I well, feel so like I, there's I love my grandparents but I'm convinced that they don't like each other they might not in the I time have... Women can say no. Living in this house, I have witnessed things where I'm like, they don't like each other. Y'all are married, huh? (laughs) Like, for 50, no, almost, no, 60, oh, more than 60 years? Jesus, fuck. Of course they don't like each other. Like, they've been together forever. Six decades? Yeah. You're bound to hate somebody at that point. This is what's funny, though, is, like, I'll tell, like, my cousins things that'll happen. And they'll be like, no, there's no way. And I'm like, y'all don't live in this house. You don't <laughs> understand the shit to be going down. It's too funny. There is, before we wrap this up, there is two very light ones that I just wish I knew. Just for the sake of just life. Kind of mm-hmm. teeters from the cooking one. But the fact that a potato peeler you're not supposed to pick up. Here's the potato. It's double-sided so you're just supposed to go back and forth all the way around up and oh, down you didn't you didn't know that. i picked it up every single time swoop 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 just like that one strides i did not know that i did not know you're supposed to go back and forth and i've seen my mom peel a thousand potatoes in my lifetime and she picks it up as well so i hope she listens to this and to this specific part so that she now knows real quick uh-huh. When I used to stay the night at my cousin's house when I was a child, they had an electric potato peeler. Okay, fancy. Listen, we she would be like, oh, we're going to make dinner. I need you girls to peel the potatoes. And I'd be like, yes. You get to use the electric potato peeler. That's hilarious. <laughs> my second thing mm-hmm. is how you can throw garlic in a bowl. Not that we probably ever had fresh garlic, because why is my mom cooking fresh garlic? But... In a bowl, and then you can just shake it around, and it just gets a fucking peel off. Mm, that doesn't work all the time. Really, I it has not failed me. 
I have tried multiple times. And it'll take most of, like, the loose skin off. Mm -hmm. But not all of it. Not the one that's, like, really in there. Like, that last layer. Yeah. I feel like I never have a problem. I never get it off. Or, like, the butter knife trick where you just stab it through the skin and you just pull it out. Have you seen that? No. Take your full garlic clove next time. Clove. I said clove. Did you cut off the bottom first? No. Or the top? You just nope. You just take your butter knife, put it right in there, and then just like put it flat the other way so that it like pops out like this. Dink. And then it literally will stay on the top of the knife and just pull the clove out. Huh. Try it. The things you know. You know, you know what my mom never taught me? Hmm. Was that you can cook a whole head of garlic without peeling it. You can just pop it right in the oven, cut off the top and throw it right in the oven. My mom didn't teach me that either. That goes in the whole cooking thing. That's that's real advanced cooking. Because let me tell you, I've been doing that a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And again, I will take a fork and I just pull all the cloves right out. That shit is so fire, though. It's the best. Anyway, I talk about garlic all day. Same. But anyway. Oh, one last thing. I didn't know you were supposed to boil wooden spoons. To really clean them, you're supposed to boil them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because wood is porous. It pulls everything in. Yeah. I mean, I don't use any wood at my house. Not, oh. like, currently at all. I would choose wood over anything else when I cook. I don't know. I said the fly. Um, but, yeah, I've seen some nasty-ass videos of people cleaning wood spoons and shit. Oh, because of what the water looks like afterwards? Oh, God. Yeah. I grew yeah. up with some wood ones, but I don't. I don't prefer wood ones. Now. I do because I feel like plastic and metal could change the taste of your food. I do too. I'm a fan of silicone though. The silicone ones are my fave. Mm. And they're easy to clean. I mean they are, but that's their favorite part, I think. They have their time and place. I mean I would rather just put my whole hand in there and then all right, <laughs> <laughs> get a heat resistant glove and just mix it with your hands. It's fine. You know what? One last thing. I wish that my mom taught me how long it cooks, how long it takes to cook a fucking potato. How long does it take to cook a potato? For fucking ever. You put, you in ever put a, like a whole potato, like a baked potato in the oven? In the oven? I yeah, I don't. We had, I feel like we have had baked potatoes many times when I was a child. My put mother never told me it was a six hour process. Yeah. From the microwave. That's where you were eating them from. Because Probably. yes, baking potatoes take. A very long time. A very long time. Even sometimes I'll just cut them in half and pop them in there. Still takes 45 minutes. I never had baked potatoes. Last time I had them, really, I boiled it first. So and then this I unwrapped is, this, it and just put it in there so then the skin got crispy again. This was my grandma's trick. Is she takes a rustic potato, mm-hmm. cuts it in half, puts it the cut side down, so that cut side gets like golden and crispy and yummy mm-hmm. and she just puts like olive oil and salt and pepper on them pops them in for like 45 minutes it's like a baked potato but also golden and crispy on the outside mm. it's, uh, it's it's the best I would rather have any other form of potato before a baked potato though how do you feel about twice baked potatoes okay those are fire 
I love a twice baked potato. Twice baked potatoes are fire. But like a standard baked potato, I would choose anything else over that. Really? Like the salt, the butter, the cheese, the bacon bits, the sour cream, the whole thing? I will put that on any other shaped potato. I'll make JoJo's. Same shit on there. Literally. Like little the little rings you put in the oven. They get crispy on both sides. I have made put them in a like, stack, same shit. Onions. Sour I've cream. made oh. um like potato nachos before. Yeah, fire. Fire. I didn't get this physique for nothing, baby. <laughs> okay, we're leaving. Goodbye. Okay, bye.